Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite films is Steel Magnolias. I know this is not a very macho admission. But if you have seen it, you know that it is some of the best comedy and some of the best drama in 1980s film. And one of my favorite characters in Seal Magnolias is not one of the principal women, but that of Drum Edenton, the husband of Sally Field's character and the father of Julia Roberts Shelby. He's a little bit nuts, he's a little bit crass, and he loves his family more than anything in the world. And I must admit, when I grow up, I want to be Drum Edenton. <laughs> and one of my favorite scenes in Steel Magnolias is the wedding scene. You may remember this, Drum has made himself temporarily deaf because he has been shooting his shotgun all morning into the trees above the reception site to prevent a flock of birds from soiling their guests. And so he can't hear a thing. And when it comes time for him to walk Shelby down the aisle, Shelby has to yell in his ear. Daddy, it's time! What? It's time! Steel Magnolias has become an oft-quoted film in Ellen and I's home, and perhaps that says a lot about our marriage. <laughs> but often when it's time to eat or time to load up the kids and go somewhere, we will say to each other, It's time! And that... That scene came to my mind this week as we were preparing for this annual meeting because I think, I believe, that it is time for the chapel. You have accomplished much in the recent years, retiring a debt, restoring and maintaining his, uh, great buildings, publishing an award-winning cookbook, guiding the day and the country to new success, to launching a Mother's Day Out program, crafting a master plan for our campus, and even building a new playground. And most recently, you have completed a search for a new rector. The jury is still out on whether that was a success. <laughs> But lots of work went into it by good people, and so we give thanks. And so now, here we are, with this jewel of a chapel, on this beautiful campus, populated by a community of folks who are leaders and gifted in many ways. And we live in an area that is growing and is prosperous. So now, it's time. 
It's time to take this place that we love so much and take it out into the world and invite them to join us. If you drive around Madison County, you can't spit without hitting a new worshiping community. And they're no dummies. They know where the people are. And I don't know about their theology or their community, and I wish them all the best. But when I meet people, young people, people who are searching, people who are new to the area, people who are looking for something else in this warp speed world of gizmos and change, they are grasping for something rooted, something profound, something holy. And I believe that something can be the chapel. In a conversation recently with a parishioner, he said, and I'm paraphrasing a bit here, I love the chapel. I love being here. And I am tempted to keep it for myself. But we have to share it with the world. Next month at our annual vestry retreat, the vestry will begin to think about how we can take the chapel out into the world. From reorganizing our committee and commission structures so that our leadership is more efficient and effective. From using new models to welcome newcomers into our community. For strengthening our adult, our already wonderful youth and children's programs. To energizing our communications, especially around the web and social media to better organize our pastoral care efforts and to think about where we should proceed in our master plan. All of these are Herculean tasks and they will take some time to accomplish. But we are blessed with great wardens, an enthusiastic vestry, a competent and dedicated lay staff. And I can't give thanks enough to this man right here who I am blessed to call a colleague. For it is our time. Over in my beloved wife's neck of the woods in North Carolina, their bishop, Michael Curry, recently launched a new program he called the Galilee Initiative. This program takes inspiration from moments in Scripture like today's Gospel and last week's Gospel where Jesus goes to Galilee. And one of the reasons why our Scripture is so powerful and has stayed the test of time is that no word, no phrase has no meaning. Everything is a profound theological point. And so when our gospel says that Jesus goes to Galilee, it's not just a transitional phrase. It's not just so you know where this is going on. This is saying something. For Galilee was not a normal place. Galilee was filled with people from all different kinds of places mixing and mingling with each other. It was a place of commerce and it was also a place of turmoil and unrest. It was a place of anxiety and fear.
It sounds like our evening news. So Galilee was not some bucolic place, some blooming hillside where pretty Jesus blessed the little lambs. But it is where Jesus went on purpose to meet the people where they are, and it is where he called his disciples to go. So now it is our turn to go to Galilee, for it is our time. I am deeply blessed and profoundly thankful for the call to serve this community. And I cannot express my gratitude on how you have welcomed me and my family. And I cannot thank you enough for how you have invested in this place with your energy and your resources. Know that they will be guarded and guided with the utmost care. We have so much to give and so much love of this place and for each other that now it is time to take that brimming cup and share it with the world. For it is our time. So let us begin. Amen.